Hello, and welcome to Reflections, 5-Minute Encouraging Biblical Stories. We continued our journey through Psalm 89 in our last episode. It brought us through several verses about the promises of our Father and His abounding love and mercy for His chosen. The first several verses mention how God brings His chosen people to prosper above even the kings of this earth. This led us to discuss how it is easy to get caught looking at the earthly standards of success and pursue those, or the cheers or accolades of others. But as mentioned here, the psalm is telling us that David, as God's chosen, was brought to great success over the kings of the earth. That God kept David's feet steadfast, and God was his rock and salvation. I'm not sure about you, but I'd much rather have God as my rock, salvation, holding my feet steady on the path that they're supposed to be on and guide me through life and into eternity, rather than gaining the temporary recognition and admiration of people. What is your choice? We were then told that those who do not continue following God and His will are met with consequences, but God does not forsake them. He will not forsake them or leave them. Instead, once He has made a promise with someone, that promise lasts forever, and it is as faithful as the witness in heaven. This led me to reflect and share about how amazing our Father's love and mercy is. That though we are dead in our sins, directly working against Him, and even once we are saved, we still fall off the path of following Him, He still loves us. There is literally no person who would do that or be able to unconditionally love someone like that. Are we recognizing and thanking our Father for His care and love for us today? Let's see what the rest of Psalm 89 has to teach us. Psalm 89, 38 But thou hast cast off and abhorred, thou hast been wroth with thine anointed, thou hast made void the covenant of thy servant, thou hast profaned his crown by casting it to the ground, thou hast broken down all his hedges, thou hast brought his strongholds to ruin, all that pass by the way spoil him, and he is a reproach to his neighbors. Thou hast set up the right hand of his adversaries, thou hast made all his enemies to rejoice. Thou hast also turned the edge of his sword, and hast not made him to stand in the battle. Thou hast made his glory to cease, and cast his throne down to the ground. The days of his youth hast thou shortened, thou hast covered him with shame, Selah. How long, Lord, wilt thou hide thyself forever? Shall thy wrath burn like fire? Remember how short my time is. Wherefore hast thou made all men vain? What man is he that liveth, and shall not see death? Shall he deliver his soul from the hand of the grave? Selah. Lord, where are thy former loving kindnesses, which thou swearest unto David in thy truth? Remember, Lord, the reproach of thy servants, how I do bear in my bosom the reproach of all the mighty people, wherewith thy enemies have reproached, O Lord, wherewith they have reproached the footsteps of thine anointed. Blessed be the Lord forevermore. Amen and amen. These several verses make me think of the kingdom after David's reign, where Solomon let the success of this world get to his head and stopped following God, leading Israel to worship other gods. The kingdom then split and became two nations with varying kings that either followed God or did not. God did not forsake his promise that the descendants of David would be kings, but blessings and protection he certainly did take away. What stood out to me as the description and quote-unquote lesson is that God will protect his people, but only to a certain point. Once they have left him and gone down their own path, literally not following him and doing wickedness, 
No longer does he protect or bless them. No longer will God fight and win battles. There will be no more glory. The days that they live are shortened and the fortifications that were built around them are destroyed. Truly a sad time. But we see the psalmist ask God, how long will those punishments last? And when will he remember the plight of his servants? Then the psalmist asks forgiveness for not following in the path that God laid out for his anointed. This is something that can be difficult to want to do, but it's critically important to first recognize where you have sinned and then to come before God and ask that he forgive you. Just like in personal relationships, when wrong has been done in order to preserve the relationship and move forward, wrong has to be recognized and asked forgiveness for. So too, God wants us to repent of our sin. Is that part of your daily devotional time? I know I don't always, but it is a habit that needs to be developed. The psalmist then blesses God forevermore, recognizing that it is by his doing that God is no longer blessing him, and instead of getting upset at God, blessing him and asking forgiveness. What a humble posture to take. Can we imitate that? Join me in the next episode as we see what we can learn from Psalm 90.